So, Saint Anger. Was it really that bad? Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Moms and dads and boys and girls and children of every age, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I am your ring leader. I was going to say ring master, but then Pittsburgh Kevin would say, you you fed master. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, good. In between Beavis and Butthead today. Yep, sorry. I didn't even know. Beavis and Butt White. <laughs> and the Four Flushers. And the Four Flushers. That was Curtis, uh, courtesy of Tom Johnson. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, welcome back. Um, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. LuLombardiMusic.com. Tr- check them out. Really cool places to find all kind of uh, uh, content. Uh, that you may not know about, as well as get on our um, inner circle list where you get um, to hang out and hang out with us live when we do the podcast each week. Uh, amongst other things, there's, uh, we keep the conversation going all week. Folks are posting music in there, funny music commentary, you know, friendly arguing about, you know, this record versus that record and stuff like that. It's really cool. You can find more out about that at uh, lulombardimusic.com. So, um, a couple of things before I jump right in. Uh, Wolf's Customs. You want to get hold of Wolf's Customs. You know why you want to do that, Lily? Tell me, Lou. You want to do that be- just because. Oh, okay. Just because. Why not? <laughs> you know, wow. like, remember when you were a kid mm-hmm. and you're, 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 uh, some adult or your mother or your father would, would say, because I said so. Right. And we go, because why? Uh huh. Ah, see, outwitting the parents. So yes, that's it. But they, well, that was at one time. You know, in my generation, what am I? Generation? I'm generation whatever. What generation? Am I? I'm not generation Gen X. X. Yeah. Gen- no. What came after I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, Gen X. Exactly. Okay, so Gen X, like those well, were the kind of thing, nonsense that parents said. Like they just said absolute nonsense. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just like you'd break, you'd 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 walk walking down the street. You know. In the summertime, in your flip flops, and your flip flop break, and you'd hurt your foot, and you'd start crying, and your mother would say, "Shut up, bro! Give me something to cry about." Yeah, like, that was how you were dealt with as a child. Right, and it, it made just, us better people. Yeah, and um, mm. so you know, um, I have no idea why I'm going there, but let's talk about <laughs> Wolf's Customs. Wolf's Customs dot online. Um, you want to go there because. This is a, 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 a great uh, company that does custom artwork on your musical instrument. Uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dotson is the owner, and he's been a big supporter of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast for a long time now, and we really love him and appreciate him. But check it out, man. If you're a musician, it's some, he does they do some very cool stuff. Of course, this is a podcast, and it's very hard to describe something like that over you know audio so just go check him out wolfscustoms.online uh but he's chris always pushing the social media thing so wolf's customs find him on facebook and instagram and places like that rockrageradio.com if you like what you're hearing and you like what we're doing if you're digging what we're putting down mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah 
That's you hear true. what I'm saying? What? You hearing what I'm saying? What? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, now I am, yeah. You want to go to rockrageradio.com where you can hear what everybody's saying, including uh, great uh, music-focused uh, programming and uh, uh, shows by folks like Lily V6 herself. Yeah. Who are some of the other pe- people on there that are really uh, We've got Kitra. We've got John himself. Um, oh, my gosh. Tattoo Metal Radio. I can't think of people's names right now. Okay, Poison Ivy Radio Show. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff there. So um, a lot of cool uh, radio personalities, uh, great audio content. If you're uh, crazy about music like we are, it's a really cool thing. The app is totally free. You, you know, download it right onto your, um, you know, your, your device. And uh, there you are. You'll love it. You will love it. Love it. You're gonna, and you're going to like it. <laughs> you always so, go there. <laughs> I know. Loop Pappen. And Aww. you're going to like it. You're too young to remember No, Loop I've been there. I've been to Pappen. Oh, Thank really? you very much. You remember? It was in McMurray. That's great. Loop Pappen. You're going to like it. And you are going to like it. So anyways, guys. Um, Saint Anger. Hmm. Angris. Mm-hmm. And this made some people angry, and I'm going to get, we're going to go and read. Aptly named. We are going to go ahead and read. You're going to read the, comments. Uh, oh we're going to go ahead and read the comments. Oh, boy. Um, because I think that they, uh, I think that the comments bear paying attention to. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, people took the time to comment on it. Some people feel very passionate about this uh, record. <laughs> and um, not necessarily in a good way, but some people do feel uh, good about it. So it's, it, was, it was interesting. I would say, though, if I had to... I mean, I'm not saying that this was any kind of actual poll. Okay? You said poll. I said poll. <laughs> um, like official poll or anything. But just, I would say that the comments were definitely um, 70... Um, two seventy two seventy thirty like, you know against yeah wow you know. which wow. does not surprise me that that's the way yeah. it went yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean it was uh, yeah it just was not it it, it didn't go well for uh, you know, lopsided no. it did not yeah it didn't go well for mm. Metallica at all so I'm making a couple of adjustments here I'm not satisfied. I'm never satisfied. No, no, you're not. <laughs> Just like Richard Marx says, I'll never stop until I'm satisfied. Right. Exactly. But um, so I, I just thought it, I don't know. I was just thinking about, um, I watch a lot of film criticism uh, uh, stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so there's always like, there's, there's a lot of channels that do stuff. They'll go back to some old movie that everybody thought was shit. And they'll say, mm-hmm. was it as bad as you remember? Mm-hmm. Or revisiting you know, the howling or something like that, you know, and they, and they go back and sometimes, you know, through the lens of history, you go like, Oh no, that was like cool. And I get it now. Or it now looks, it looks fun and campy mm-hmm. and you know, we all enjoy it. Um, sometimes it's something that's like a gem is completely unappreciated. Like John Carpenter's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. That was that's like, great. that was panned by critics and I had all kind of problems and, but found new life on video, uh, on VHS. And there are people like, Quentin Tarantino, who claimed that that is one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a great horror film. So, I was thinking, like, there has to be rock albums like that. Yes. It has to be. Yes. 
So that was my mission was to sort of investigate that. That's why I got into this and found it interesting. And so I was thinking about St. Anger. It was a record that um, I actually am not all that familiar with because um, I said in the newsletter that it wasn't on the radio. It wasn't on I, what I should have said, clarify that was it wasn't on the radio stations that I was listening to at that time. At that time, I was listening largely to WYEP in Pittsburgh, which is a uh, independent radio station. And I was at that time, I was discovering um, a lot of like uh, singer songwriter people, Americana, early American string music folk, a lot of stuff like that. So my ear was not on rock at all. And this record kind of came and went during that time period. Um, so, um, I just so I never really heard it in Metallica because of the Napster thing. They weren't they weren't on streaming. Right. You couldn't right. you couldn't go. Well, I'll go yeah. you know stream it on something. You couldn't do that. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so I never heard it, and that should tell you something about streaming. Um, somebody wants to hear something they can't hear your your music because you're you know. Being a little fussy. Jag off. <laughs> You're being fussy. Yins are being a jag <laughs> off. Oh, we're going to get into it. Take a we're time gonna get into it because <laughs> I rewatched Here some kind go. of monster in preparation for this and listened to the album a couple times. Um, so I was, I heard like the fading out once or twice on the X. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I never really, you know, really heard it. So I put it on. Kevin and I yeah. listened to it Friday night. And um, I was like, I, um, definitely did not deserve <laughs> the ire that it gets. <laughs> like, not even close. Um, I, 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 we can, we're going to get into why I think that there, there's more to it than Lars' uh, drum sound. <clears throat> um, but that's what everybody focuses yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I am. Um, but we're going to talk about that, too. I don't want to get into the drums just yet. Well, well, we're gonna, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But... Um, I was, I, we were headbanging too. Yeah. We thought it rocked. I, uh, some things that jumped out at me were, was the, um, uh, the, just the heaviness of it. It was so, it yeah. is so heavy. It is a really heavy album. It's like the heaviest thing they've done since Injustice for All, in my opinion. Like the Black Album, Load, Reloaded, are like very cool records, but they're definitely much more in, um, they almost sound pop. Mm -hmm. If sandwiched between and justice for all and this thing, um, they you know the, 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 all that in my opinion is completely gone. They went in a completely new direction, as good rock bands do, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. right. I think some of their fans want them to be ACDC. I was gonna say that. Yes, that's why I'm wearing my ACDC. It's like my <laughs> I was gonna say this is my Metallica shirt. <clears throat> um, I don't think I have one of them. Yeah, a lot of fans want them to want them want them to do that. But um, I was like, okay, I, I understood why, like fans, like the fans that were still wanting them to go back and to and justice for all and like retcon themselves <laughs> and mm -hmm. like pretend mm -hmm. like that other stuff didn't happen. Um, those I knew those fans were not going to like this at all. Uh, but some of the some of the criticisms 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 that have been levied at it. I think are completely unfair. Like uh, it's new metal. It's not new metal. It's not anything like Lincoln Park or Hoobastank <laughs> or um, Limp Biscuit. It's yeah, not anything God, like God. any of that. It's like no. not even close to that. So, um, so if, you, if you've held off listening to it or whatever, or because you've been given that impression, it is nothing like that. It's its own thing. It is 
Saint Anger music. Like I have not. I will say this about it too. I've never heard anything like it before, and I've not heard anything like it since. It really, it, in you know, if I would, if I had this in my collection on vinyl or whatever, I would be like, this is a really standout album. It sounds nothing like any of that, um, and anything else I have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is it good? It, does it sound good? Well, it's subjective. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, if, um, and we're going to talk again about why I think people have certain preconceptions, especially about metal and heavy music in general. But, um, so, I, uh, I thought I think I think something like this is, is is a kind of a cool topic, and I was really interested to see the responses that I, when I ran a Facebook post about it, a couple different ones, and the um, oh boy, there's some real still metal- Metallic is pissed off. They're still pissed <laughs> off. Like, and this was a long ass time ago. It was yeah. 2003, yeah, 2003, and this yeah, is 2022. Yeah. So it was 19 fucking years ago, <laughs> and they haven't forgiven still Metallica mad. yet. They're still like not, not going to forgive them. You can. There's other things you can like hate Metallica for your whole life. This is, in my opinion, not one of them. Um, um, in my opinion, it is a return, them getting back to like really, really heavy rock, really in your face. It's not, it's in my opinion, it's not something that I would say would be like a commercial sounding record, like in the way that like um, Enter Sandman, that, mm-hmm. whole, that whole era was at all. It's, it's not like that at all. So, um, that was my kind of just like initial impressions about it. We're going to dig a little deeper here in a few minutes. But Lily, I'm sure Lily has some stuff ready to go on. I Metallica. always, I always have a history of. So let's, yeah, let's get the let's get the Metallica backstory. Well, I don't have the Metallica backstory. I have the album backstory. But um, Saint Anger, eighth studio album by Metallica, released June fifth, two thousand and three. It was the last Metallica album released through Electro Records and the final collaboration between Metallica and longtime producer Bob Rock, who they have worked with since nineteen ninety. Um, it's the only Metallica album as an official trio because uh, bassist Jason Newstead left the band prior to the recording sessions. Um, and Rock ended up playing bass on the album in his place, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the recording began in 2001. It had to be postponed because uh, James Hetfield entered rehab for alcoholism and his other I said no, issues. no, no, no. <laughs> Did not resume until May of 2002. Um, they rented an old United States Army barracks on um, in San Francisco and um, converted it into a makeshift studio. The recording is uh, the subject of the 2004 documentary film Metallica, Some Kind of Monster that Lou was mentioning earlier. I have never seen that. Hmm. Did not have time to watch it. I will get to it eventually. Um, they have an alternative metal style, raw production, no guitar solos, which might be a reason people don't like it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, it departed from Metallica's signature style, so that's another reason I think people didn't like it. Uh, Kurt Hammett co- commented on the lack of guitar solos on St. Anger's. St. Anger, a departure from Metallica. We wanted to preserve the sound of four of us in a room just jamming. We tried to put together, we tried to get, put guitar solos on it, but we kind of uh, kept running into a problem. It sounded like an afterthought, and but he was happy with the final result. Uh, scheduled for uh, to. Be released June 10th, but because they battled with Napster and this whole thing, they tried to refrain from all that and uh, released it a week earlier. I don't know what difference that made, but whatever. Um, and the, a special edition of the album was released uh, with a bonus DVD featuring live in the studio rehearsal of all the St. Anger tracks. Got mixed reviews. Um, can't remember where I was at now. Oh, they spent two years touring to promote the album. 
won it St. Anger won a Grammy Award, Best Metal Performance, uh, certified double platinum by the Recording Industry Association for shipping two million copies to the US. Sold nearly six million copies worldwide. Um Four singles released. A lot of the singles, or actually a lot of the songs, they never played live. Some they've only played live once or twice, which I'll, I do I do put in my track listings. Um, the snare drum was the widely criticized part, and Ulrich, of course, dismissed the criticism as closed-minded to those who didn't like it. And that's really all the big things. Wow. <laughs> Ke- Kevin, you have anything you want to add before I jump in? Pittsburgh Kevin is here, right, by the so, way, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Metallica, not a huge Metallica fan. Same. I, bo- I know. Bones. I know. Bones. Let me, let me finish. Bones likes Metallica. I know he does. I mean, just listen <laughs> to the way he plays that right there. It's so aggressive. But, um, you know, if, if they're on the radio, I'm not going to switch the channel. But by the same token, I'm not going to go out and buy their entire catalog. You will. No, I won't. <laughs> But uh, like Lou said, we we sat down and listened to the album the other night, and I was like, you know what? I like this. I really like this. It's very aggressive. Um, and there was there were some parts where they kind of held back. Remember, I, I, I mentioned that, and I'm like, that really fits the song well. And then they would boom right back into the aggressiveness. So I actually kind of liked it. I mean, there was things I didn't like about it. Snare, snare. Um, but Lou and I talked about that, and once I was able to get over that, I could really appreciate the rest of the songs, you know, the, 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 the rest of the music. So, that's that's my take. I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Am I going to go out and buy it? No. Yeah. <laughs> I might go back it. and watch some kind of monster again, though. <laughs> so, I have to watch that. Yeah. I have to watch it. I didn't think it was a bad album. I just think it, people don't like it because it's what Lou said earlier. It's not the same stuff that they mm-hmm. were used to, and mm-hmm. they want a band that's going to play the exact same stuff. It's like that book, Who Moved My Cheese? It's kind of like that. Why'd you make a change? We don't like this. Blah, blah, blah. Who Moved My Cheese? It's a book. It's a great book about change. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> that sounds interesting. I'd like to check it out. I want to check that out. And um, I just, and also I think people were still mad about them taking all their shit off of Napster. I yeah, mean, I kind of yeah, feel like that was like a little a bit of a black mark on them. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was that. Who knows? But anyway. <laughs> wow. Where to start? <clears throat> you, are you done? Or? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yes. Damn, there's so many things to talk so about. So many here. things. Uh, first of all, okay, this is this is such a such a guitar player moment in the <laughs> okay. movie Some Kind of Monster. So they're having a discussion about guitar solos. And you can and 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 Lars and Bob Rock, and I don't know if, if James is there or not. But let, those two are definitely talking. And then I think James Hetfield is there too. And they're all discussing whether or not they're going to have guitar solos on this album. Mm-hmm. And you can... And, and, and Lars is kind of running the show. He's kind of like initiating the conversation. And you could just... You see Kirk Hammett there. <laughs> yeah. He's like starting to curl up into like a fetal position. He's got his yeah. feet up on the chair. He's like biting his nails. Like this, you know. And, um, you know, and and like... He didn't say this, but like, he sh- it was almost like he wanted to say, but I really want guitars on! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, it just was like, that's exactly what like you thought was going to come out. And he did mm-hmm. say something to that effect. Like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, that's so bad for him. Who said? I can't be right. <laughs> do you? You must hate me. <laughs> um... 
<laughs> it's just it's if you were ever in a band see this is this is the thing this is that's the kind of documentary this is is like if if you're a Metallica fan and you watch that documentary, you're gonna enjoy it and everything like that. But if you if you're a musician, you've ever been in a band, <laughs> that movie goes to a whole other level, because like while you know you, you go, you've been in bands, and, and I know you guys are listening that are in bands. You you know what I'm about to say is true. You've been in bands where you're like, yeah, we needed a fucking shrink in there. <laughs> we needed somebody to straighten because we were fucked up. Obviously, I wouldn't feel that way. I'm not in a band. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of things about that that are really true. Um, <clears throat> the um, I think that the really like this. This is super heavy, and it's and it has an angry sound, hence an angry drum sound. Um, and when you see the documentary it makes sense that these are these are three gentlemen that are they're troubled (laughs) they are they're troubled people they're not uh, they're not uh, they're not bad people they're just troubled they they're Mm -hmm. just like you know they're frail they're dealing with problems you know i mean to them it's like real it's like you know it's easy for us to look at them and go like, well, they're rock stars. It's just like the first time I watched the documentary, I was like, ah, rock stars. Okay. Wow. You know, you're fucking mm-hmm. rich. You mm-hmm. got to bang every hot chick you ever saw. You know, you did every drug, you know, you know, <clears throat> whatever. Um, but upon second viewing, you just, I just see, well, just kind of saw it with like different eyes. Like these are guys that are just like, they're frail. They're like every other person on the planet. They got their problems. It just happens to be in the context of being in the biggest heavy metal band that ever lived. <clears throat> Next to Black Sabbath, probably. Um, there you are, Metallica versus Black Sabbath. Oh, oh boy. boy. Uh, in any case, <laughs> um, so, um, so this all comes out in the film. It all comes out, all their problems and play, you know, Part of me thought, well, did they edit? You know, because you can edit things to make right some, to make it look. I mean, there's a like way, there's yeah. some great YouTube videos, by the way. Why oh, did they where they do just that? They take conversations and they re-edit them, and they have completely different meanings. Mm. So I was going like, well, maybe they did this just to like put this forth. But then, man, they they come across as really petty. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, <laughs> like really like not very nice people, and. Um, <laughs> So, so you go like, really? Would you edit your fi- your own film right to, about to you to, yeah. to like make it look <laughs> yeah. like that? Like, oh, I, I don't like know. A jerk. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. Look, we're gonna do a documentary about my band, and I want it when you. I want you to edit it so it looks like the jerk from Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> he hates these cans. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we're gonna talk about cans in a second. Um, Finally. So, that, so the album is well, angry. I know. This is what I'm getting to. So the album is this was born out of a lot of... Uh, also, these dudes, what? It's what, five years between stuff that they had done. They fought Napster. They were kind yeah. of beat up in the press. Um, they hadn't toured. They hadn't put out any new music. And um, at, at the beginning of the documentary, they state that they could easily have just gone out and toured with their catalog. Mm-hmm. Become like a heritage artist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just, you know... I just snorted. Nice. Sorry. I swear I'm not Very doing. Coke. It sounded like you were excited. That's all. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, piggy. 
<laughs> All right, we talked about that last week. Come on. Oh um, <laughs> so they hadn't. So the, so there. Oh, there's all that insecurity. Like, you know, can we live up to what we've done? You know, that's all mm-hmm. in there. So you can kind of understand that these are just dudes that are whacked out, and so the record sounds whacked out. It's really, it's pretty, it's like a pretty, I think that the attitude and the sounds and everything kind of capture where Metallica's head was. The emotions were there, for sure. So I think it's an honest record. I think it it might be their most honest um, uh, record. And I think that sometimes, you know, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) Um, Mm. So it's a... uh, so, so you have an ang- so you have angry sounds, um, and the guitar sounds on here are much more like I mean they're in doom metal territory. There's elements of grunge, there's elements of gent. Um, so you know they had had their ear to the ground. They were listening to music like the rest of us were, and I don't really fault them for that. You think about this, all the air, all the stuff the uh, different eras the Stones went through. Mm-hmm. You know the mm-hmm. Stones started out you know as this kind of you know blues rock thing, and, you know, and before they they do like you know um, they they dabble in 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 new wave with you know shattered shattered. They dabble in. Um, Disco. And disco, right? You know, yeah. <clears throat> with um, uh, Miss You and mm-hmm. um, Emotional Rescue. Yep. You know, so, you know, so they weren't afraid to uh, tr- chase a couple trends and dip their toe into stuff like that. And it sounded good. Big, big songs from it. I don't think they should be faulted for that. And um, and even like Kevin and I's like our one of our favorite bands, Rush, you listen to how they evolved over time. I and mean, they, mm-hmm. they did all kind of things. So, um, you know, musicians just want to do that. So these, so so this, they had their ear to the ground, and they were listening to different stuff. They were influenced by different stuff, and it shows up. And in this conversation that they were having about the guitar solos, one of the comments that Lars Ulrich makes is that you know, well, you know, when I think of guitar solo, it just it just sounds so like 1980s, like it sounds so like <laughs> seems so dated and stuff like that. And here is Kirk Hammett's report, uh, uh, retort. And uh, he said it without missing a beat, and he made a good point. He's like, yeah, he says, but if we don't put, if we, like, intentionally, like, just don't put a guitar, don't put guitar solos in, then that dates this record to this time. Oh, legit, yeah. yeah, So I was like, ooh, touche, my friend. Snap. Um, And so he was like, oh, contraire, mon frère. That would have been great if he would actually said that, but you don't say that. (laughs) That would have been awesome. But he did have that great comeback. However, no, there aren't really any guitars. There's a lot of crazy riffs, though, and I think what they what they don't what they leave out if in guitar solos, they make up for to some extent with the kind of use of these like polyrhythmic mm-hmm. things with the with the guitar. The, the the riffs are insane. Yeah, I mean they're 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 really cool, really really cool. Not in a ride the lightning, master of puppets type way they're cool in a like wow metallica is taking it in a different direction way um so uh yeah it, it, it wasn't their typical it wasn't it is not your typical metal sound so like it's understandable but typical metallica fans would hate it right keep an See, open mind keep an See. open mind i have uh, an idea how about you just listen to it and form your own opinion uh, and yeah, just go back and just go back and give it a, give it a listen, see what you think. Now I want to I want to talk about something, um, and I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna turn the background music off while we talk about this. Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, so drums. Oh boy! That's <laughs> um, the the uh, uh, everyone who posted to said that they didn't like the drum sound. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm going to say, okay, because I don't know every single person, but every person that I saw, I know for a fact is a musician. Okay. Okay. Fair. So sure. they have preconceived ideas about certain <laughs> things. This is why, this is one of the reasons why the very first guitar, first electric guitar that was ever made is still one of the biggest selling guitars. <laughs> you know, a hundred years later. Because guitar players, most musicians have their heads like stuck in, in tra- like tradition. They get they get in these things no. and they can't get out of it. That's why Fender and Gibson to this day are still at the top of the shit for um, for guitars and stuff like that. <clears throat> musicians, they got like it in their head that this is how something should be or this is how something should sound or this is how we've always done it. Mm-hmm. You know, and for people that are supposed to be really open-minded and forward-thinking and trying to do uh, new shit, they off they really sound like you know Southern Baptist conservatives at times <laughs> um, when they uh, when they start on this crap about you know what it should be, what it should it should be this, it should be that, it shouldn't do this, it should do that. Um, as a musician myself, a, a producer, um, um, I. Um, find the drum sound on most metal albums to really be lacking. Um, I don't know why the bass drum has to sound like a click. (laughs) There's no like, you know, it sounds like, it sounds like, like if I was finger tapping. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the snare. That's the bass drum sound. You know, come on. That's not what a bass drum sound. You've been in a room with a fucking drum set. Mm. I bet you ain't. This is why you go like, ah! <laughs> um, so um, I want to do a couple of things. First of all, there is another um, snare drum that sounds very suspiciously similar. Yes. Similar to the snare drum sound on Saint. Saint, Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere. <laughs> on Saint Elsewhere. Saint so let's fire? listen to take a second here. I think I have it queued up right. If you hear some talking, just ignore it. Um, this is the <clears> Saint <throat> Anger drum uh, snare drum sound. Let's go back. We need a little bit more of it oh. than that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is a drum sound on a really, 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 really famous album from 1984. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Both have a very... The the, the St. Anger sound is pitched up a little bit higher, mm-hmm, but it still mm-hmm. has that ring there. There's like, and, and the other one is a little bit more muffled, but there's still a lot. There's like an, almost like a, there's a note. Right. Yeah, I don't know what yep. that is. Is that a? I don't know what. I don't have my. Mac, if you guys, there's a great <laughs> uh, video. Um, with uh, with the, the the drum sound I'm referring to is Alex Van Halen's drum sound on 1984. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, which has this ping, 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 very similar mm-hmm. to the Saint Anger thing. Now the Saint yeah, Anger thing yeah. sounds more angry. It's pitched up a little bit higher. Um, but I argue that if you stand in a room, yeah, with a drum. Nobody, nobody, there aren't a lot of records that really capture that experience. I think that 
Lars's snare drum sound on Saint Anger sounds like a drum in the room. Okay. I think I really I uh, to me the, just just to my to my ears or the closest thing that you can hear. Um every all most of the time the snare the snare drum and the bass drum actually all the drums are really processed when they're recorded they're real when once once the engineer gets in there they do a lot there's a lot of tricks and everything to make it sound like you hear, hear it on the radio also on um, microphones mm-hmm. um and things like that don't really capture the drums, in my opinion, like they just never quite, this isn't the same experience. All I can tell you is if you, you know, you, you got a neighbor kid that plays the drums, go over to the house and, <laughs> you know, hang out for a few minutes and listen to play. That's what a drum set sounds like. Okay. So in my opinion, Lars' sound on St. Anger, that snare sounds a lot. It's a really good approximation of what a snare drum would sound like if you were in the room with one. I happen to have a snare drum right here. You all right, Lil? No, I just peed my pants. Okay, do you hear that? It has a ring to it and everything. I don't even know if that get, I don't even know if that came across. You scared Lily half. Um, sorry. sorry. You should um, warn her, you know. Well, I, I you saw me picking up a I didn't know it was going to be that loud. I'm sorry. See? It's an, it's, See? It's, That's what it's we're a talking real about. Experience. It's a real experience. You feel it. Um wait and till, I, wait till I play the bass drum a little bit later, <laughs> Great. Billy. Oh boy. So, so you feel it, all right? So yep. it's you know, so drums aren't meant to be polite. No, <laughs> I was not. I think we have this thing going on <laughs> no. uh, with with the way drums are mixed in a lot of uh, popular music, where they're really, really controlled and reined in and compressed and you know all kind of stuff, stretched out, flattened, smashed, squished, squashed, all kind of stuff. Squish, and then, by the time you're done, it doesn't really sound like a drum. Um, do we have any comments? I might have some up here. I'm going to take a look at my thing. I feel like I'm just going and going and going. Well, you're absolutely <laughs> right because, you know, playing that snare just now, you can hear that ring. Yep. You know? Yeah, Lily. Chris Lloyd says, I like the album was heavy. There wasn't any studio magic going on with the recording of it. Um, mm-hmm. The rest of it I've already read. Uh, Tom Johnson says, we don't need no stinking shrinks. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then there was a comment on the book, Who Moved My Cheese? So. <laughs> Who moved my cheese? It's a great book, read it. <laughs> I will move your cheese. <laughs> I will oh, your, it moved I will my cheese. cheese. Oh, what boy. kind of cheese is <clears throat> I think I just cheesed in my pants from yeah. that drum. <laughs> I went out yeah. for falafel last night. And in the morning... I was like a cat. I know. And I in the morning, I moved like, my cheese. <laughs> God. My cheese was moved with compassion. I'll bet. You know, I want to tell you about cheeses. I love cheeses. Your face when you said that yes. was ridiculous. Cheeses. Oh, cheeses. All kind of cheeses. Swiss and Gouda. Asiago. I love cheeses. Oh, boy. All right. Back to the show. <laughs> Do you like focaccia? Oh. Excuse me? Isn't there a kind of cheese called focaccia? Uh, yeah. Focaccia is, focaccia is a bread. Oh, okay. Like a, like a dough. There is a cheese on it, isn't there? Don't they usually do it? No, that's the Asiago. <laughs> no, that's Fomanda no, cheese. That's not for, yeah. You that's can the Asiago, Asiago bread that they have the cheese Welcome on. to oh, Cooking yes. with Ludini. <laughs> Ludini and the toilet men. The toilet people. <laughs> the toilet oh, they people. spelled focaccia right on the thing here. Nice. That's tough. <laughs> I make it. I can't spell it. Fukaki. I used to think it was Fukaki. I say all kind of stuff. But then again, I can't read and I can't talk. But that's so, just, yeah. um, you've been doing this good is, today. But this is what hey, I Hey, hit do. the snare again. <laughs> no, please. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it was no. I was so not prepared for that. <laughs> Prep 
Okay. As you can, we're taking our time getting to the to the tracks because I couldn't name every track and could tell you this no, and that about no, every track. So no. we're going to do that quickly here uh, in, a, in a couple really. of minutes. Um, uh, 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 um, it was a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Um, Ooh, what do you want to touch? Oh, there's some harmonies. Oh. Yeah, 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 we noticed really that as we were listening. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, which I thought, thought that I thought was cool. Uh, some people uh, you were trying to say, well, you know, they, you know, they're, you know, borrowing from Alice in Chains or whatever. It was moments where I heard a little Alice in Chains creeping, maybe a little Tool in a couple places too. Alice but, and Tool. Alice and Tool. Tool and Chains. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, very raw, very in your face. That that's the way I like my rock and roll. Oh, the one last thing I do want to mention about the, the sort of production. We may well, as Lily goes through the songs, but there, a couple other things may come up. Uh, I'm not promising I won't interrupt. Um, but, <laughs> Surprise! Uh, yeah. There's a really interesting scene in the film where Jason makes overtures that he wants to come back <laughs> to the band, and. Oh, oh, um, he and they have a conversation about it, like a very kind of frank conversation. And um, they they're thinking about it, like because because now because now James is sober, and they're thinking, you know, well maybe this is a good idea. Uh, they were a little upset or a little freaked out because his band had put out a record and it was getting well received. Mm-hmm. And um, so, in any case. Bob Rock chimes in with this. Oh boy. He says he says Cliff Burton will always be your bass player. Oh. You know. Yeah. Like and he says he just sort of felt that Jason was always was was always always an outsider. <clears throat> and then you know you kind of look at what they ended up doing. They got uh, Treyu in there. Yes. Um and he's not he's a he's a paid player. The hard gun. Yeah, yeah, hard gun just like um uh, Daryl Jones in the in the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. And but um, he he's what 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 um, Bob Rock was saying was that like after he left, it was really the three of them that were really the core, like the heart and soul, the you know of of what Metallica was, <clears throat> um, and um, that like you know nobody was really gonna fill that, and. Um, you know, Bob Rock plays bass on the record. You know, it's not, it, it's not the kind of bass playing that like needs to be brilliant. You know, you don't, right. you don't need to play. Right. So there's, you know, it's not like you need to be Getty Lee or anything like that. You know, he locks in with Lars, and, and they, you know, they, they make it work. Um, but I just thought that was a kind of um, interesting um, thing because they're still at that point. We're still mourning Cliff Burton. They were, mm-hmm. they were talking oh, yeah. about how they were really pissed off that he died and how how shitty that was. <clears throat> so. Let's go ahead and talk about the tra- tra- tracks. Okay. <laughs> Frantic. Second single opening track. Um, like many other songs on the album, this is about the b- band's past struggles with addictions, particularly uh, particularly lead singer James Hetfield's alcohol problem. Um, they sort of, the lyrics sort of draw from like a Zen concept, most notably the Buddhist concept. Um, birth is pain, life is pain, death is pain. It's all the same. Uh, the video featured a uh, shortened version of the song. It depicts a man looking back at his life in which he's constantly drinking, having sex, and smoking. I don't see the problem, but that's fine. <laughs> um, at that instant, he crashes his rotisserie delivery pickup truck into an RV at an intersection. 
And then they, have, of course, have like clips of the band uh, playing in front of scrap metal and rocks and blah, blah, blah. Um, and even though the man's truck is uh, upside down, he finds himself still alive and laughs loudly until a car crashes into the side of the truck, tipping it over and presumably killing him. The video was shot in Montreal, Canada, and that is the info I have on that song. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Frantic. Frantic. It's frantic. It, it is frantic. frantic. That's a pr- aptly um, uh, titled. Um, is that the is that this the uh, the track that has the line, um, "My lifestyle determines my death style." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, all right then. It's that's in the film too when he writes that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, and they're all like, "Whoa." Yeah. It's you know. Kind of like, you know, you know, a, a lawn ticket seat person at, at a metal festival out at Star Lake, you know, drinking a Budweiser logic. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but that's just that, like, in, in, in the documentary, you know, he, he came up with that, and I'm like, well, that's shit. <laughs> but when you listen to the finished product in the song, in the context, I'm like, Oh, the then you get it. You're like, oh, okay. Well, this is just like what, and I've done this, and I need. I I should make this. Um, I think what we should do is we should create a segment called Lyrics with Ludini, <laughs> because people like this when I read uh, song lyrics. But that is why when I would do that, how silly, right, right, a lot of rock <laughs> lyrics sound. You know? But it's so great, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's in the delivery that makes them not sound so exactly. Um, so silly. Yes. But, <clears throat> so what do you got? St. Anger, lead single from the album, won uh, Best Metal Performance at the 46 Grammys, nominated for Best Rock Video at the uh, 2003 MTV Video Music Awards, but lost to Somewhere I Belong by Linkin Park. Oh, see? I know, me too, me too. Um, the song provided the theme for WWE SummerSlam 2003. Music video was also included in the pay-per-view DVD. Um... The lyric, uh, fuck it all and fucking no regrets, I hit the lights on these dark sets, maybe a reference to two other Metallica songs, Damage Inc. and Hit the Lights. Uh, the St. Anger video directed by the Malloys was shot in San Quentin State Prison, California. The band played at various locations in the area to hundreds of enthusiastic inmates, oh, yeah. except yeah, for the cool. death chambers and the, the death row cells. It also uh, it, it is also the first Metallica video to feature bassist Robert, Robert Trujillo, who joined just prior to filming. Um, it is also the 2003 Metal Edge Reader's Choice Award for the video of the year. So there. Um, this song is seven minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> no, they have some long ones on here. Yes, there's yeah. several long And this is one of the things that I had in my notes, too. And I'm glad, like I said, more stuff would come up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is a return to those like longer types of things, kind of like they were doing on Injustice for All. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing mm-hmm. some of that here with, and I think this is what's so cool. They're doing some of that, they're doing some of that here without, without retreading that territory. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. the riffs are like a kind of in a different style and stuff. It's not like them doing, re, re, you know, going back to that exactly. It's like they kind of did the same thing, but different. <laughs> If that's a way, if that's a way of, of putting it, um, I thought it was insanely clever. And it's there's several songs on here that are that are in that you know, seven eight minute um, range, 
Um, and that's all, none of the songs are actually short. Uh, this is this also leads me to a criticism of the record. It is too fucking long. Yeah, it's over an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's right? 74 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we pulled it up. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's 74 <laughs> minutes. Wow. And um, it makes it very hard to review, first of all. Um, <laughs> Metallica obviously didn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were thinking about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's funny is there's a scene in the movie where they let the press in to come listen to the album. You right, know? right. Oh, boy. And they're sitting there, and like at first they're digging it, but as it's dragging on and on and on, they're, they're, they're kind of like... <laughs> Two days around. later. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's funny. Yeah, that's a, that's an issue, I think, with the record. Is it's, just, um, it's, it's just too fucking long. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's there's two records here. Now, I don't know how you would do that because then you wouldn't have as many. I don't know, man. That would have been a kind of a cool thing to do, too. Because, split it up. Yeah, to split mm-hmm. it up. Like, do put out a couple of different yeah. records. Like, even maybe even save that stuff for, like, a, some special edition. I don't know. But there were records in the in the um, 70s with very, very long songs on them. Mm-hmm. So there weren't a lot of songs on it. And one record that comes to my mind is an album by Dire Straits called Love Over Gold. Yeah. Which I think has, like four or five songs on it. <clears throat> and it's a, but it's a full-length yeah, uh, full exactly. LP because the songs are just really long. They're like these epic tracks. So um, that would have been a kind of interesting direction for them to take. I, I don't... I'm just plathering on. But yeah, it's a long record. What do you got? We go. What's next? Some Kind of Monster uh, released as a single in 2004. Um, it was uh, nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance in 2005 but lost to Velvet Revolver for the song Slither. Um, I like that song too. I do too. The name, um, the name, some kind of monster came from vocalist guitarist James Hetfield describing the lyrics to um, producer Bob Rock being about a Frankenstein creature or some kind of monster. Um, thus, it was also used as the title for the documentary, as we all know. We don't need to go over that again. Um, and it was the first single. It was shortened considerably, and it's a long one, isn't it? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. shortened considerably. Uh, the video contains old footage of Metallica concerts as well as performance of the song in Metallica's San Francisco headquarters, which is included in the entirety on the St. Anger DVD. Um, in some regions such as the U.S., the EP was bundled with a T-shirt featuring the artwork. And during the clean intro, Lars Ulrich snare drum can be heard rattling in the background. Um, <laughs> Just had to add that in there. Add it in. <laughs> um, this, this song... As Metallica songs go on St. Anger, they seem to be getting longer. The first song, yeah. Frantic, is five minutes and 50 seconds. Almost six minutes yeah. long. Yeah. The second song, St. Anger, is seven minutes and 20 seconds. And Some Kind of Monster, <laughs> eight minutes and 25 seconds. And it was song. cut? <laughs> From yeah. what? <laughs> I wouldn't wow. know. Didn't say that. Um, this is also the first record where like everybody brought li- wrote lyrics. Mm-hmm. Everybody wrote everything. They all like wrote completely together, like yeah. they all just worked there. They came in with like nothing and they put it together there. Very interesting too. These these songs were just born out of jams, and then they would go back and listen to the jams and say, okay, we'll slice that, put that over mm-hmm. here with the technology today. It's like very easy to do, yes, and yes. that's how they sort of arranged. That's how they, they came up with songs. Very interesting. Um, <clears throat> next, dirty window. About hypocrisy and the distortions of ego in the song, Hetfield can't see um, the dirtiness of his own house, but is ready to condemn everything that's wrong with the world outside. The dirty window metaphor is reminiscent of the old saying, those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, meaning you shouldn't go around condemning people for things you are guilty of. Um, That's all I have. (laughs) Rockin' Ricky! 
From Reed City, Michigan. What's up? I didn't up? get that one. Wow. Um, what was that? James and Lars having their ear to the That's ground. from Michael Golds. Okay. He just posted a little bit ago. Are you being a wiener, Michael? Michael. <laughs> um, okay. Dirty window. I, I thought it was like a sexual thing. You would. <laughs> dirty, dirty You've got a dirty wind. window if you do what I mean. Wink, oh, wink, wink. Somebody <laughs> ought to take her ass back and clean her windows. <laughs> you need a good window cleaning, young lady. Right, oh, right. my God. Oh, <laughs> let, me, let me take home and clean your yeah, windows. Let me get my squeegee out. Anyway. I got a whole oh, nozzle boy. full of Windex right here for you. Oh, wow. boy. Wow. Wow, <laughs> sir. Isn't that crazy? Just a little. Just a little oh, naughty. What are we doing, man? You don't even what know. What are we doing? I don't even know. We're, we're on another it. song. Would you like me to read the next one? I was going to. I wanted to say something about this song. Okay. Well, you did. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> Frightened all of us. <laughs> I just was going to say, this is, this is, I dug the jam, but go ahead. Invisible Kid. About a kid who's withdrawn from the world and hidden inside himself. He floats alone in his room with his Not feelings. Not an invisible kid, Lily! Oh, my God. <laughs> he has apathy and angst. No one knows or cares about the pain and fear he carries inside. At least that's how he feels to the kid. This was completely emotional, obviously. Oh, James, James was crying inside. Oh, <laughs> it is one of Metallica's least... Liked songs. It's not nice. Really? In message boards across the internet, it gets a lot of hate from the band's hardcore fans. Criticisms wow. are geared towards both the music and the lyrics, but the words seem to get the most scorn. Part of the problem might be that the song is more overly sensitive than what Metallica fans expect. Oh, we don't like that. We don't like people being sad. No. <laughs> and there it is. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. My world. Uh, Metallica has never called St. Anger a concept album, but that's the way my world flows out of the Invisible Kid song, which we just talked about. This makes it seem that way. Um, I don't even know what to say about this other <laughs> than uh, the difference between the two songs is, the, is that the Invisible Kid other people have sealed the kid off from the world and driven him into isolation. In my world, he's trying to fight people off from getting inside his head. Oh. So it concepts with two songs. <laughs> Interesting. Um, this this next song, shoot me again. I, yeah. As you can see on my on my uh, YouTube here that I have big thumbs up on this oh, song like and the one? next song. Yeah, I think this you song like is it. badass. What is, what is, what is, what is, what's the lyric? Shoot me again because I ain't dead yet. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's great. Yep. Inspired by Metallica's dispute with Napster, saying that no matter what shots are thrown at them, they won't fall down dead. Sean Parker. And Sean Fanning, it launched Napster in 1999. The software allowed people to digit. We know what this does. I don't need to read all that. Um, the service uh, faced a major legal challenge when the demo of Metallica's I Disappear appeared on the network uh, before the band intended it for it to be released. Metallica filed a lawsuit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Metallica won the case, forcing Napster to take all the copyrighted Metallica music off the system. Uh, they dealt with a lot of controversy over the issue, including from some of their own fans who thought their music should be free to share. Metallica be became the most vocal critic of Napster, insisting that uh, file sharing was simply theft, a betting by the service. The band never played this song live. Can't imagine why. Hmm. But we all know streaming works. Should have just came up with a better concept. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, we might as well get into this. Oh, um, oh gee, here we go there. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, you know, it's really, it's easy to criticize them now. 
I, I see it from their point of view. Sure. You know, I, I, they were probably going like, you know, these were guys that struggled, uh, you know, and, you know, they ate bologna on hand, as Scott Ian said. <laughs> and <laughs> they could, remember, they couldn't afford bread, so they had bologna yeah. on hand. <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, they didn't want to lose any money. They thought like, oh, you know, here's, you know, and there's the history of the music industry, you know, you know, ripping off the artist, mm-hmm, you know, that's mm-hmm. that whole, uh, 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 <laughs> you know, history there. I, mean, I would have just bought Napster as Metallica and been like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that is very um, progressive of you, Lily V6. <laughs> wow. Uh, that is. But I feel like you're being sarcastic. I don't think that people, I think people are blind. No, I think you're right. I think the people they were just sort of blindsided by it. Yeah. yeah, they you know they were big rock stars. Somebody was ripping off their music. That's how they saw it. I don't think they, I don't think that they completely even understood the technology, the, the, yeah. mm-hmm. the concept, what was going on, and I and they were definitely did not were not forward thinking at all. <clears throat> that was the younger generation who was forward thinking. You know, <laughs> the kids that grew up listening to them. Mm-hmm. Who are now, you know, in their late teens and early twenties, <clears throat> maybe in their mid twenties, and uh, we're doing computer shit. Computer shit. We're in our forties now. Just saying. So <laughs> you're in your forties. Well, the kids who came up with oh, Napster okay, are, are in our forties. So, so, so Metallica had no. They they were just they were just they were. That was a typical stupid musician. Uh, response. Jump to Her conclusion. Jump right, yep. jump right to the conclusion. Yep. Shoot first, ask questions later. But that's mm-hmm. why we love rock stars, right? That's part of their charm. They shoot first, ask questions later, and you know it ends up. They end up making movies like The Dirt about. It. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> that could have gone so much better. But we <laughs> love that about. It. That's the things we. Those are the things we love. Um, those are things. That's one of the things that make you know make rock dirty and nasty and yes. screwed up again. That's what oh, it needs. My. But in any case, um, I'm off the the pedestal there. But um, there's another side to it, <laughs> you know, and we have the, you know, the hindsight is 2020. I think if you would get them alone, not being filmed or whatever, mm-hmm. I think that they, whoops, I think that they would say, we, you're right. We were short-sighted, but like, how is that even our fault? Right. And it isn't. Right. So the, yeah. the point is moot. To be mad at them about that at this point is like, it's but senseless. people are. <clears throat> And and you have to and and you gotta look at for fans, man. Like, here's your favorite band, and now they're coming on TV saying they're gonna like have the government come after you. Right? How, <laughs> an, how anti rock and roll is yeah, that? Yeah. You know what rock and roller sicks the government on their own fucking fans? That's how Metallica fans saw that. Yes. They we felt did. really fucking betrayed. First, Metallica puts out this shitty album. It doesn't even sound like metal. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking Madonna record. Here we go. Yeah. And her Sandman. Might as well be. And her like a virgin. That's dirty. And her like a virgin. Like a virgin. <laughs> That'll be the. Well, that'll oh, be, the new mi- mix match. Uh, yeah. yeah, video. New mashup. New mashup. New mashup. Like a virgin and Enter Sandman. Oh, uh-huh. wow. Uh-huh. Somebody make that. Yep, Somebody at home go. who's good with computers. Your Some young person. Yes. Um, someone things. under 40. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, and that's so they were already irked at Metallica because you know they sold out, and now not only did Metallica sell, they're going to sell you out to the 
federal fucking government. Nice. I mean, I can see why people got angry. Of course, it was bullshit. Just a little angry. I was like, fuck you, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I, you guys are assholes. I thought yeah, he's getting like fired up now. When I thought comes they were to the, the door biggest pricks kicks that... his ass. I'm buying him a beer. Okay. <laughs> I thought that they were the biggest pricks that ever walked the planet. <laughs> but I was in my I was in my late tw- mid to late twenties. Yeah. I'm in my mid fifties now. I don't what? think that at all about them. Like I said, we you know you're going along doing the best you can with the knowledge you have and the understanding you have, and that's all Metallica was really doing. <clears throat> so so you know, but they did do something very inadvertently <laughs> terrible. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like the story, you know, there's like stories in mythology, right? Mm-hmm. Where somebody does this one thing and it fucks everything up for like, like the Adam and Eve with the, the, right. the you know what right. I mean? Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these stories where somebody, you know, lets it's the dogs out. Screwed the and then, pooch. Then we're screwed forever, right? Yep. Nice and going. I kind of see Metallic <laughs> as that <laughs> thing um, because I think. Had that had had they done what Lily said, bought Napster, mm-hmm. or um, partnered with Napster somehow, right. or said, "What are you guys doing? This is really interesting. Like, how could we leverage this?" Um, I think that we would be looking at something completely different now um, with music. I think you'd, I think we'd have rock stars still. I think we would have a really cool thing going on, a real synergy. <clears throat> with music and the internet, not a fucking competition. Um, but it did not go that way. And so, so this led to the decline of rock music as a, as a, as, as, as pop, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was always like on the pop charts, right? There was always like right, always rock bands kind of that would get on like, you know, rock. yeah, heavier, yeah. like, you know what I mean? These guys weren't like, like, well, like Metallica, they got on the charts. That's a good mm-hmm. example. You know, they were pop artists. Uh, they were out at that time. Um, you know, whoever the, my, my Tony Braxton or whatever, you know, and all that. And then there's Enter Sandman. Right. You know what I mean? Right? It's like, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, but so that was always that, but there isn't that anymore. And I think that this is one of this is one of the things that led uh, that they got that ball rolling. So what do you got? What's the next, Lily? Sweet Amber. On the surface, the song is about a girl and her dangerously addictive personality. <laughs> In addition to being a girl's name, Amber is also the color of many beers, leading many it's listeners. It's also an alert. It is. You're correct. It's very, very good. Lily. Leading many listeners to determine the song deals with James James Hetfield's past addiction to alcohol, specifically beer. Exactly. Uh, but contrary to the popular belief, the song's lyrics don't deal with Hatfield's addictions, at least not intentionally. According to the book, this uh, the this monster uh, lives, this inside story of some kind of monster. It was written in the spur of the moment after Metallica's label forced them to record commercials for their sponsors, hinting that they had to do it if they were to remain on good terms with the label. Mm. Only played once, live, in Lubbock, Texas, on September 4th, 2004. Huh. Huh. I know, right? I don't know why I'm reading that stuff. This song is also <laughs> no. I'm glad that you're no. I'm glad because I I couldn't find like a succinct thing. What did you oh. do? Did you like research all week or something? Don't tell there? him, Lily. Job security. <laughs> uh, t- I just know everything. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> um, this is all. This song also on my um, playlist has a big thumbs up next to it. 
I go. dug these two songs. I do like that one. Uh, by the way, Shoot Me Again was is seven minutes, seven minutes, nine seconds. Wow. And Sweet Amber is it goes five. Back down. Uh, it goes back to 526. <laughs> the down. slowest song on the album, the, the slowest, the shortest the song shortest. on the album is five minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> so, like, they're still is, all long songs. Yes, yeah, so they're, they're all They're not long. punk. No, no. That's, that's they're punk all album. long. Five minutes, 13 seconds. <laughs> the Unnamed Feeling. Third single. <laughs> Third single from the album song is about an unnamed feeling, which according to James Hetfield is, Hence the name. is anxiety, oh. which I feel mm. this a lot, yeah. so I understand. Uh, it, a, a person feels when they are close to the edge of losing control just before he or she panics. Along with the music video, along with a music video, the song was released as a single exclusively to Australia. It was released as a part of an EP in the UK. The unique video directed by the Malloys. I don't know. I need to look up these Malloys. Featured the band performing in a virtually empty room that gradually closed in on them throughout the song. This was accompanied by visual stories of several people all experiencing the unnamed feeling in their own way. Interesting. Fascinating, Captain. <laughs> the unnamed feeling. Anxiety. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say. Okay. No? No. No. Next. Okay. okay. Purify. <laughs> One of the more opaque songs on the album, the key to This it is may, the shortest song of the album, by the way. May the key may lie in the circumstances surrounding the making of St. Anger, Newstead leaving the Hetfield leaving and Hetfield's rehab stint and the Napster thing. On top of that, the band was frustrated with their labels con- continued pressure to do promotional work as documented in the song Sweet Amber. Basically things were a mess. Purify seems to be Hatfield saying he wants to be cleaned of the past and of himself while acknowledging his own tendency to pessimism um, about reaching out to people to help you and about all the past mistakes and sins that you wish you could get rid of. And the song has never been played live. Huh. Okay. So, <laughs> James Hetfield. Sure. <laughs> oh, that guy. He's silly. Man. <laughs> it's like he goes to rehab and comes back and you're like, Dude, you really should start drinking again. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> wow. What? He turns into a fucking prima Some kind donna. of monster. He does. <laughs> yeah, Pain right? in the ass. Prima, yeah, yeah. Gee whiz. Maybe he needs you know, to get Sweet Amber to help I, that I'm out. I'm only working between 12 and 4. And they were like, okay. <laughs> And then, but don't do anything after yeah, I leave. Yeah. So they, so like, he was like, and then they were like, he was pissed because Lars and Bob Rock had listened to something. Right. What do you, what do no. you mean to listen to something? I was, was I there? And Lars says, yeah, he, yeah, you were there. And he goes, I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> Lars is lied up to him. Smooth the thing over. I can pull one over on you. <laughs> Hoping James would forget. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't. No, he was there, and so, oh man, this. All this thing, and he gets mad. He jumps on a motorcycle and speeds away. Mm-hmm. Doesn't wear a fucking helmet. Um, I mean, like you know, it's I'm glad like you're concerned about his safety. Real prima donna. <laughs> yeah, it just you know, That's I just way. Right <laughs> but it's like real. Pr- but again, here's but but now let's kind of take a step back and reframe that for a second. This is a guy that just just got out of fucking rehab. Right. <laughs> like just got out of rehab, a drinking problem that he's had for, you know, forty years or thirty yeah, years right. or something like yeah, that. Something crazy. crazy, some crazy long thing. <clears throat> and um, he's bar- probably barely keeping his shit together. So like he's probably thinking that anything that deviates, like what he's afraid, what I what I think is going on with him is they think he's afraid he's going to get triggered, 
uh-huh. because it's, and, and then he's yeah. going to go out and start drinking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think that's why he didn't want them listening um, to anything. And um, uh, <laughs> it's funny in the movie. It's just really like, it's like, oh, God, here we go. You're that guy. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, so you mentioned um, Chase and Newstead. And one more thing about the movie is that he's not right. <laughs> no? You know, no? No. There's something off about him. Yeah. You can just kind of tell he's... Um, is he Looney Tunes? He's off the charts or on the spectrum or whatever they say. We, he's, even he's in the... Uh, he, he's like... There's yeah. something like... Like when you look at him, man, there's just like... Like he's going to snap at any moment and like, you know, just like murder everybody. Well, nice. even in the documentary Hired Gun, there's there's something you're like, because they interview him, and you're like, mm. <laughs> there's a thing going on. There's something. There's mm. a thing going on. Hey, no. <clears throat> yeah, that the the you know, and I I don't think it's, I we could you could blame it on Metallica. You could say like, oh, you, yeah. they did something to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was what he gave that as a reason why he left the band, but he said. But then there was an interview where he says that James Hetfield wanted him to, out because he was going to go do his own. Ba- he was going to do like a side because Metallica hadn't done anything in like five right, years right. or something. You know, yeah. <clears throat> he said that. So who knows? You know, you know these guys. So uh, last song, right? Yep, all within my hands. About a ba- about bassist Jason Newstead's 2001 departure from mm-hmm. Metallica. Newstead told the band he wanted to, them to all take a year off so they could all work on solo projects, which were. I'm glad we segued into this. He want, he wanted time to develop a metal band named Echo Brain. The other members voted against his proposal, so Newstead quit. Uh, James Hetfield was uh, the primary source of resistance to Newstead's proposal. He thought he was uh, only looking out for the best in, in interests of Metallica. But at uh, as the time passed, he came to see himself as overly controlling and authoritarian. Um, it is the longest, the last track on the album and the longest at eight minutes and what, 47 <laughs> seconds? Okay. Bless you. Bless you. Um, Thank you very much. You. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, in February 2017, Metallica announced the beginning of their All Within My Hands charitable foundation. Through the foundation, they distribute scholarships to Metallica scholars. I'm not sure what that means. Um, uh, fun food bags and other good deeds like helping the first responders and supporting organizations combating wildfires, which we have talked about on the show before. Um, they have played the song a handful of times in concert, memorably with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra in September of 2019. Uh, the live version was released as a single from the album S&M 2 on July 15, 2020. On September 5, 2020, the hit number one on Billboard's mainstream rock songs chart, making Metallica the only band ever to have a number one on that chart in four different decades. Huh. Finn. Go Metallica. <laughs> you know, for all you naysayers out there, I wish you guys that loved Metallica would talk a little bit more. It seems like their naysayers are so loud. They got like... Oh my gosh. I mean, people, they just like... They people just, love to hate them. Oh my God, you know. It's crazy. This is the longest song on the album. It's almost nine minutes. <laughs> I believe... Yeah. 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 It's, it's almost nine minutes. <clears throat> That's some crazy shit. Um... Speaking of you know you know people leaving the band and you know, you know because of James Hetfield, uh, Dave Mustaine makes a, an appearance. Oh in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And at the time in at this time in his life, he was a whiny bitch. <laughs> Wasn't he, he always? Was really, he much. was really <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> 
You hurt my feelings. You can't even talk about it. It's That's too much. It it's like, you it's just me. like, it's too much. Yeah. It's just, it's like, dude, like, why they brought, well, okay, if you haven't ever seen the movie, the, the part of the film, part of the documentary is they bring a psychiatrist, you know, or psychologist or counselor yeah. or coach or somebody like that. This guy works with um, athletes that are, you know, trying to integrate, you know, like on like million and multi-million dollar sports teams, those type of athletes trying to integrate them into the new team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Workout issues, <clears throat> like in a group therapy kind of way. So like, there's a, all this group therapy that's going on in there, and that is what the sort of like backdrop to this is. And so I guess he felt that having Mustaine come in and try to like try to see if they could clear the air with him, they don't clear any they don't air know. <laughs> at all. It goes, it goes absolutely nowhere because <laughs> Lars, like the whole time, is like he could tell he's just checked out. He's yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> and Dave Mustaine's like, you know, he's upset. <clears throat> he's all intense about it, but, um, and uh, you know, so there's Newstead and Mustaine kind of like are sort of floating around in this situation too. There's also a really, you know, like a, a kind of like a humbling moment. Like these guys are like the biggest rock band on the planet, right? Them and I mean, you at that time, them and maybe you too, mm-hmm. you know, were probably mm-hmm. the, the right, biggest, yeah. like you know. Mm-hmm. State could play like multiple nights at Wembley, you know, right, right. like you know, yeah. those are like <clears throat> they were all, those two guys were like that. But um, um, th- there's a scene like then James is at rehab and they're wondering when he's going to come back. They end up losing the lease on the space right. that they had and everything. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, Echo Brain, Jason's band, gets up and they get this really. <laughs> I mean, it's not at a big stadium or anything. Like, it's at, like still. a big rock club, but it's yeah. all packed. Um, and these guys, so. So um, Lars and um, Kirk uh-huh. go, go uh, with. I think it's Bob Rock go with them. I think so. They all they go to see um, uh, Jason, uh, Jason's band, and you know Lars is like, "This sucks, man. We're the biggest band <laughs> in the world, and we're nowhere now. I'm no, I don't even. I'm not even in a band." <laughs> they all getting jacked up, man. <clears throat> it was typical. If you ever, if you ever, if you're a musician and you played in bands, it's like, it was almost like. That type of stuff kind of made me wonder if, like, we were being spinal tapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, and I don't know if Metallica's here? ever said this that they came out and you know that it was a, they were spoofing themselves. Mm-hmm. That would have been kind of brilliant. Wait, the, exactly. But right? some of then it, you like, scenes like, like that, scenes like that are Perfect. kind of like spinal tap moments. It's kind of yeah. like you know when spinal tap like they're getting canceled see. here, getting canceled there. It's like right. it's very like spinal tap ish. You know, it would have been hilarious. It was just a green gorbule on his we drum missed, seat. We totally messed with you with this documentary. <laughs> Psych. Yeah. So that's it. Mm-hmm. I quit Fort Pitt. There it Go is. Go listen to Saint Anger or don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're a poet. It ain't my record. Yeah. So um, let's talk about this day in music. Yeah. And we need a This Day in Music theme song. We're, so I I'm working on it. I'm working. I'm working on it. I don't want to give anything away. Okay. Let me do This Day in Music. I wonder if the Where is my thing? Beatles no. did anything. Oh, my God. You know they did. The Beatles did. don't do anything. <laughs> they were lazy cusses. Did you say cuss? Cuss. They were lazy cusses. That's funny. Thanks. If they didn't do anything. That's only timey. Oldie timey words. Old timey. Uh, on this day in 1963. Okay. 
Cliff Richard and the Shadows were at number one on the UK singles chart with Summer Holiday. Take it from the film of the same name. It became Richard's seventh UK number one single. Um, Cliff Richard. Uh Rich Clifford. Not to be confused with Rich Clifford. <laughs> was a massive rock star in England. He was on par with Elvis. Yeah, and oh. he was yeah. huge, huge, huge. And um, we know him in America mainly from Daddy's Home, and it's so funny. Oh, okay, I know Daddy's the one song. I know that home, song. Daddy's Home to Stay. Yeah, I know. Like a song I know that one. From like the oh, wow. early '60s. It was in the movie. Look who's talking. Okay. And then remember, it's so funny. It's so funny. How I, don't, I don't know don't that one. Talk it's a, it's yeah. 1980, yeah, 1979, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. they did. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Beatles. For the first time in British recording history, all top 10 singles in the UK were by British acts. Number one was Anyone Who Had a Heart by Cela Black. Mm-hmm. Number two was Bits and, Bits and Pieces Boy to Dave Clark 5 ah. oh Little Children by Billy J. Kramer mm-hmm. Diane by The Bachelors And Not Fade Away by The Rolling Stones Wow. Number six Just Looking by The Hollies mm-hmm. Number seven Needles and Pins by The Search Remember that song Needles and Pins by The mm-hmm. Search is a good song mm-hmm. I Think of You by The Mercy Beats Boys Cry by Eden Kane And number ten was Let Me Go Lover by Kathy Kirby all British. Wow. That's the first time like an ever. invasion. Yeah. <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> they invaded themselves. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, 1968, the promotional film for the Beatles, Lady Madonna, was broadcast in black and white on Chopra the Pops on UK. Tel- Top of the Pops, um, for you folks that don't know, was like, kind of like American Bandstand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but in England for British kids. Uh, the video portion of the film clip was shot while the group were performing the song Hey Bulldog, but the Lady Madonna audio track was paired f- with the video for the promo release. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, ABBA. Who doesn't oh. love ABBA? Oh, right? ABBA. ABBA released do? Ring Ring, the title track of her oh, uh, debut album. Ring. Gave the group their first appearance on the UK singles chart, or it peaked at number 32 and became their first Swedish, Swedish number one, first Australian top 10 hit. How about that? Okay. Oh, we, who here doesn't like uh, Debbie Harry? I Herring? love Debbie Harry. Right. Oh, yeah. Blondie, they were at number two on the UK chart with their version of the Randy and Rainbow song, Dennis. What? I don't know the song. I don't mm. know that Sorry. Song Sorry, Deb. It's cool, though. Uh, Kate Bush's Wuthering Heights was um, uh, number one. Um, Eric Clapton was hospitalized with Uh bleeding ulcers. Wow. Well, the things you learn on the Ludini Ludini Circus.com or LuLombardiMusic.com. Speaking of. uh, So this caused the tour to have to be canceled. He, uh, He was back in the hospital five weeks later after being involved in a car crash. Wow. And speaking of the boys, Metallica, 1982, made their live debut when they appeared at Radio City in Anaheim, California. Metallica performed uh, in Los Angeles, California mm-hmm. in late 81 with Danish-born drummer Lars Adelich. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Placed yeah. an advertisement in a Los Angeles newspaper, The Recycler, which read, Drummer looking for other metal musicians to jam with, Tigers of Pantang, Pantang. Diamond Head, and Iron Maiden. 
Guitarist uh, Hetfield and Hugh Tanner of Leather Charm answered the advertisement. And the rest, as they say, was history. That's right. Rock and roll history. Old metal history. Speaking of uh, uh, bands that, like, were rock bands but got on pop radio very easily. Uh, John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, Alec John Such formed Bon Jovi what? on this day in 1983. Their fourth album, New Jersey, released in 88. Notable for producing Billboard 100 hits, top 10 singles. Most top 10 hits to date from a hard rock album. Huh. Hey. Straw. Some One of us. One of the three of us. Apparently not a big fan. He knows who it is. <laughs> He knows I don't like Bon Jovi. He's probably not a big fan. <laughs> it's okay. Why don't you just run away? What when you, when I say this when I say when I tell you the song uh, by Dead or Alive, um, you spin me round like a record. Yes. What does it make you think of? Wedding singer. The wedding singer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were kicked off UK music television. What? Wow. The tube after admitting they were incapable of playing live. That's hysterical. Well, on this day, 1985. At least they admit it. Yeah, they didn't play the Manili Vanilli card. I was going to say. What's the other girl? Ashley Simpson? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ashley. Speaking of. Um, well, I better not say that. Okay, don't Boy George careful, scored his first careful. number one single as a solo artist with the David Gates song, Everything I Own, originally recorded by Gates' band Bread for their 72 album, Baby, I'ma Want You. Song was a UK number one hit for Ken Booth in '74 as well. Baby, I need you. 1991. It's a big year for music. Yeah. REM played their first two nights at London's Borderline Club under the name Bingo Handjob. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. The group were in the UK promoting their seventh studio album, uh, Out of Time, and their current single, Losing My Religion. Uh, This was, this was, you know, not everything that was big in the 90s was grunge, you know, and this is an example. They they had giant hits in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Legit. Wow. Oh, (laughs) In 1995, Tupac Shakur became the first. You are so white. Tupac Shakur. Oh boy. (laughs) That's when they call him Tupac Shaker. Tupac Shaker. I hate that so much. Tupac Shaker. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Became the first. I'm. I'm sorry. Just say Tupac. Such a Tupac became the first male solo artist to have a number one album on the Billboard chart while. Yes. In prison. Yes. Hey, there you go. Correct. That's that's talent. That's talent right there, brother. Oh my goodness! I think we're kind of done with this. Let's let's, <laughs> let's go. He's go had to enough birthdays. of that. Enough There's enough. not that many birthdays. Holy crap! Quincy Jones. Yay! There you go. Uh huh. Wow. Thirty-three. Jones's dad. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. And Peggy. He Lynn. does good work. It's they do woman. good work. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hey, do good work. In case she's listening tonight. Hey, do good work. (laughs) Michael Martin Murphy, American singer-songwriter, his 1990 album Cowboy Songs became the first album of cowboy music to achieve gold status since uh, Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs by Marty Robbins in 1959. Wow. Sure. Oh, my Lord. Wow. There's not that many. Uh, Basis for the Turtles, John. Jim Pons was born this day in 19... 46. Oh, my 
goodness. <laughs> what Pons. is this? I don't know this person. Jo- Jonah Louie, English singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentist. Jonah Louie was best known for his 1980 UK hits, You'll Always Find Me in the Kitchen at Parties. Now we're going to have to listen to this after the show. <laughs> wow. Just so you know what this is. Wow, sir. Doing what? <laughs> I'm, I'm cleaning. I mean, like cooking. I'm cleaning and cooking. Look at this place. It's a mess. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, started a, he started his musical career as a member of Brett Marvin and the Thunderbolts. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> what are they doing? Doesn't matter. I, mm. English musician Steve Lambert from Roman Holiday. Okay. Born this day in 1963. <laughs> Sorry, I left at the 1983 My, one. Michael Bland, drummer for Prince, starting in 1989. It goes from 69 to 83. That's hysterical. So that shows you just how many people were born on this day. What, what is today? The 14th? Yes. Jeez, oh man. Taylor Hansen. Okay. Happy birthday. <laughs> what, year, what year? 2006? 83, yeah. 1983. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's a little younger mm-bop. than me. Yep, yep. Mm-bop. That, was, that was inescapable. Yeah. I thought they were little girls when I saw them yeah. on the video no, the first like, time. Oh, I'm like, oh, how no. cute. Oh, wait, no, they're boys. No, they're not. They, are so, they were still cute to me. Mm-hmm. But I was also... The really cute girl group out... They're not like super, super new, uh, but their sisters are called Haim. Oh, three I love Jewish those girls. girls. I don't think I know yes. them. They, yeah. You don't know them? Uh, they're really good. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, I'm into they're plush really They're right a pop now. group. No, it's just pop, like, yeah, it's not, yeah. you know. Um, are they on like regular pop radio yeah, or are yeah. they more like a YEP kind of thing? I think they're, they're some hit songs. Okay. Yeah, I think know. they're really good. Like good if we were, if we were down to, if we were down to roll our skate, we would. I'd be. I asked Lily if she would want a couple skate. I would couple skate with you, Lou. I would couple skate with you. I was so good at it. Oh my gosh! I was great at. Who would skate backwards? You or Lou? I well, I probably would have to. I guess. Okay. And forwards. (laughs) And forwards. (laughs) And forwards. (laughs) Skate forward and backward for me, please. I'll just sit here and watch. Need a hot dog. You know who that is. Oh, Lily and uh, and Kevin reading. are looking oh. at dirty pictures. No, we are not. He's, no, we were looking at. We're looking. We're obsessed with no, Steel City uh, Con. <laughs> Steel. Oh, he's coming to the con. Okay, Steel I'm like, con. why are you showing me this oh, guy's I picture? I you do. I'm on drugs. Oh, Rick. Hi, Rick. I haven't seen you in a hot second. Hot second, Rick. Ooh, a hot second. Hot second. <laughs> he's Rick. in the band Horrid Ordeal. There you go. From Pittsburgh. Hot. I like now. Your new name is Hot Second Rick. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Way to go. Lily, you can blame it on Lily V6. Mm-hmm. He will. It's okay. Hot second, Rick. I like it. <laughs> I they like call me that. hot second, That's Rick. That's pretty cool. Sorry, Rick. Definitely use it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'll do an extra promo for your festival. You should. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I, I I, don't know how it went. I, you know, We had a lot of watchers tonight. Okay. We really did. Hmm. Oh, well, I think, too, people were kind of wondering what we were going to say. I, you know... If you like, if you hate this record, then you hate it. Like I didn't tell you what to like, and I can't tell you what to hate. No. But he's gonna try. I just liked <laughs> what I liked, you know, and I, I thought it. I think it rocks pretty hard. Um, you know, I'm. I would own it if owning records was like that's still like a, you know still I mean, a thing. Like you had to own. It like like, like, like I couldn't hear it any other way. I had to own right, it. Like I'd right, go right. buy it. Yeah, but you know? you're gonna stream it the way they didn't want it to happen. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it exactly. I'll do it exactly opposite of what they wanted. Streaming this. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that the irony of it? Wow. 
Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? Isn't it moronic? <laughs> Isn't it moronic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. It's okay, but we did so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so good. I'm, so, I'm glad some folks watch. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you liked the record, you liked it. If you didn't, you didn't. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, there's right, no counting for some people's taste. You we know? can agree to disagree. Yeah. We can disagree to <laughs> no, agree. No, that's fucking hilarious. We can disagree oh, to agree. Oh, boy. Um, oh, there's something else I wanted to bring. Oh, so, uh, Lily, what do you have? Uh, what Did you see, go to anything this week? Or I went to see The Batman on Sunday. Oh, yeah. uh, it was good. She's the Batman. Uh, it's very long. If you're going to go to the theater, you That's might fall asleep. There you go. It was good. It has. I mean, it's Robert Pattinson. He's probably not, but that's fine. Oh, um, he's, he's very, very emo. It was a very long movie. It was three hours. Yeah. It, it gets very slow at parts, but it was a great movie. So I do recommend it. Maybe watching it at home, though, because I was like passing out. <laughs> um, other than that, I did not go to any shows. However, I do have an interview with Udo this Wednesday from yes. Accept. So I'm pretty excited about that. I don't accept it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, come you on you will. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, accept wow, it and you like it. <laughs> He's uh, no longer in accept. He does no, solo stuff, but it, stuff. it will be good. That is right, Billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I've, I heard, I've heard some amazing stuff. Somebody posted it in the inner circle. Well, that was pretty good. Cool. I always liked his voice. Um, mm-hmm. Very neat. Um, and I always I thought the accept was hilarious. Like the balls to the wall videos, yeah. like you know, they're all like in the leather and they got the long hair and everything. And then like this guy comes, like, <laughs> wait a minute, who let this guy on the Short stage? Wait a minute, God, yeah. who's this guy? You know, it's like one mm. of these does not belong. <laughs> but he's awesome. I mean, yes. he's very awesome. Yes. He's got a cool like vibe and shit. But it's just, you know, he's like he, he's like you know in his own band. Um, so you so Batman. Batman. Did you see anything, Pittsburgh Kevin? Uh, uh, well, we talked about the Matrix, the the Resurrection. Matrix Resurrections. Now, I I saw that uh, about a month ago. I, yeah. I didn't want anybody to know. Yes, <laughs> I, and I understand that. Because I felt, I yeah. felt like I was like um, contributing to something really fucking terrible. Yeah. You felt cheated, didn't you? Yeah. In what's going on on this fucking planet right now? Yes. And that is yes. this like bastardizing, bastardization, of, like, awesome shit. Fucking hell! Stop doing it. Just stop it. Just stop Please. it. Please. There's no, no need. This the A, number one, the movie's completely unnecessary. It's just like Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Second of all, it makes no sense. There's no it's nonsense the whole time. It's just like, okay, and and we'll jump up in the air and we'll do bullet time and we'll like and it's super meta. It's like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yep. the me- how, 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 how is it going? Like, the Matrix was actually this, like, super immersive 3D video game. Oh. The Keanu <laughs> Reeves wonderful. character, Neo, <clears throat> uh, yeah, Mr. Man. Anderson, uh, uh, are, you know, is he's employed. He he created it or something. Yeah, it's like, man. and, right. oh, my God. It's just, and, and Doogie Hauser is in it. Doogie. Oh. He's a, he'll always you like, dude. I don't know who you, what your name is in real life. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick man. Harris, but you always yeah. be Doogie Howser to me. Sorry. Right. And you're gay, and that's fine. But you are it's Doogie. Howser. Like Barney's, gay, you're gay Doogie. Bar- what's his name? Barney. Barney what? Barney Fife. Well, from Stilson, man. From and um, how I met your mother. I didn't man. watch that show. Yeah. Lou, you didn't like my movie. It's um. Whoa. Come on. 
Jada, they, they do some weird thing with Jada Pinkett and age her, and it doesn't look, it looks like very, it looks like Joan Rivers. Oh, boy. I should have. <clears throat> like, like, like they were Whoa. trying to age this character. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. But, okay, but, yeah. But at the same time, like, it was who like is that? Her, but like, but she gave herself like a facelift. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's very bizarre. I'm like Jada Pinkett. So like Joan Rivers. I know you cheated on Will Smith and everything, so maybe that's why you're jacked up. Oh my! But um, the truth comes out. It it's just nonsense. It just makes yeah. no fucking yeah, I was sense. Not, I was not pleased. The, at all. T- the the tone of the film is very bizarre. Yeah. It's very um, it's kind of li- it's almost like lighthearded. Hmm. None of right. the Matrix movies are lighthearted. They're all like pretty intense. None of it's meant to be like. It's it's just like what were you fucking thinking, man? Like, it's just not good. It made you mad. Yeah, no, it made me mad. It, it was just like, uh, but I'm. All, but no, let me all say, I'm not one of these people. Like, it ruined my childhood. It I'm did. not doing that. It, it did. didn't ruin the other movies for me or whatever. But it was yeah. just yeah. like, it yeah. just it did. You know, you remember? Um, we there's some movies like you should never watch any of the sequels to. The Matrix was probably one of them, mm-hmm. but uh, um, the one where they all go to Las Vegas and oh, oh hangover. the Hangover, the Hangover, yeah, that's yes. that's yes. one of those like one everybody says like don't 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 even bother, done. don't even bother. They're yeah. you know they're really, you'll hate your life. They're on, like TV movies. Right, it's the same movie three times in different settings. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes, gives me a hangover. Yes. It does. So, it really does. So, but I did what I wanted to say. What did I want to bring up was I watched a really cool movie. Yesterday, yeah. That um, I had saw when I was a kid, and it. I liked it when I was a, when I was young for okay. like certain reasons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I liked it, and then when I, as the, as a middle aged man, um, you old, <laughs> as an old fuck, the old fuck. <clears throat> I liked it for completely different reasons. Right. So it's ten with Dudley Moore. There you and go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And yeah. When I was younger, like people in their teens and twenties will watch that movie. Even people in their thirties watch that, and like you know, they'll laugh at the slapstick comedy and the mm-hmm. sort of like um, the, 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 there's like a lot of naughty nudity and sex stuff. You know, it's like done in a naughty. Very, yeah, it's not. This is like attention trying to be dirty. Right. You know, funny right. um, and things like that. You know, the source, there's like a, there's like situational things that happen. You know, <clears throat> so. But there's a, it's really a movie about a dude going through a midlife crisis, and there's that, and then it, and that's dealt with like really, 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 really well, and really fucking funny. But when you, if your head isn't in that space, right, you can like enjoy the movie for like different reasons. Exactly. <clears throat> but when you that aspect of it is really like hilarious and thoughtful and kind of sweet and it, it's it's good. Uh, so if you haven't seen Ten in a long time. To go back, go back and watch it. Yo, okay. man, it's worth it. Bo Derek's tits. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the story, right? John Derek married her, or got together with her, and they got married when she was like sixteen. Wow. And they couldn't come to the United States for two years. Yeah, yeah. You know what that quote's from, right? Yo, man, Bo Derek's tits. You know what that's from? No. That is from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh wow, no! Where they're driving in the Camaro. I need and they're to rewatch about that. Yes, yes. That's a good. That's a good rewatch. Yes. You yeah, and, and uh, you know, um, and I want, and I got to add to my list. Peggy Sue got married. 
I just oh my man, sister I don't love that, that movie. Yeah. I gotta rewatch that. Nick Cage. And speaking and, uh, of Nick, this is what I want to get to before we leave. So we're just prattling on for a couple minutes. Indulge sure, us. Why not? <clears throat> um, it's free. There's a new Nick Cage movie coming out with uh, pay. Pedro oh Pascal. yeah, where he plays, he Nick, plays Cage. Nick Cage. I can't wait to see and it. I, 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 I started watching the trailer thinking it was going to be like something shitty, no. but it started to get good. So I turned the trailer off because I don't want to. Right, right. It, don't you know? spoil it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it looks fucked up. It looks crazy. Yeah. 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 It looks kind of very self-deprecating, self-aware. Cool. Did you ever it. see the John Van Dam? God damn it, mother effer. No. Where he plays himself. Oh, I heard about it. Is it that good? was really good. That was really good. That's uh, cool. Yeah. John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. JC, whatever, VD, whatever, and then year or whatever. Right. It was really good. It was a lot of fun to watch. All right. So, you guys been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus? Go to ludinirockandrollcircus.com and lulombardimusic.com. Yes, sir. Wolfscustoms.online or search them on, on social media to get some great uh, custom artwork on your guitar. Rockrageradio.com is the website to download the app for uh, great music programming uh, 24-7. Uh, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is like everywhere. You can do this. Do this. What? Those of you that have a- Amazon in your house, yeah. say, Alexa, play the Ludini Rock and Roll Shut Circus. Up. And Alexa will playing the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That's cool. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so play us on Amazon and stuff like that, too, because that helps to kind of, you know, you know, help us, you know, you know, get the word out. Get the word out a little bit. So, um, Lily V, speaking of Rock Rage Radio, Lily V6. My show is Thursdays, Hot Licks with Lily 6, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can download the app like Lou said or just go to rockrageradio.com. All righty then. All right. So, all right, guys. Uh, Pittsburgh Kevin, any final thoughts? Anything you'd like to leave uh, leave us with today? No, no. I, I, I'm serious. I'm, I'm going to try to work on a theme song for our This Day in Music. So that should be fun. Okay, well. If you think St. Anger sucked, whoa, oh, just wait. Boy. Can I borrow your snare drum? No. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I never want to be this close to a snare drum again. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great one. Um, next week, we are going to be, the podcast will be about the absolute shittiest record deals in the history of rock and roll. Some tragic and crazy stories about that sort of thing. So we're going to have a very educational program for you next week. Yay. Guys, have a great week. Catch you on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See Learn to play the play.